Well, thank you, Candace and Beth. Thank you very much. Church family, if you have a Bible, why don't you turn with me to Mark chapter 4, where we'll spend some time together this morning. Mark chapter 4, I want to ask the question, what kind of heart do you have? Some of you this morning may be here, and uh, you may be very active, and maybe you check your blood pressure often, and you say, well, I'm very healthy. I've got a great heart. Others of you here might be on 10 different types of medication, and every time you go to the doctor and they take your blood pressure, you are just sweating it because maybe your heart is not quite as healthy. Well, as it turns out, Jesus is going to talk about a different kind of heart, and we want to see what kind of heart that you have. So let's look together at uh, Mark chapter 4, and what we find here is the story of a sower who goes out to sow seed. This is the kind of sower not who would fix your pants if you have a hole in your pants, not that sowing, but the kind who has a little basket full of seed and goes out and tries to find good ground upon which to grab some of that seed and cast or sow that seed there on the ground with the hope that it would bear fruit. So the whole point of sowing seed is for fruit to grow. And the soil that you plant it in says all that you need to know about what's going to happen with uh, the seed. And so as we read this story, bear that in mind, and we'll bring it all home here in just a minute. Look with me at Mark chapter number 4. And uh, I want to identify three things that Jesus does in this story, the first of which is he tells a parable. Okay, so Jesus tells the parable of the sower and the seed here in verses 1 to 9. Let's read that together. The parable of the sower and the seed. God's word says, again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and he sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. Can you picture that in your imagination? All these people gathered together, so many, so crowded that somebody had the idea, well, let's get a small boat and we'll just put Jesus right offshore. That way we can all sort of gather around in sort of a makeshift amphitheater. Jesus was at really the height of popularity in terms of his earthly ministry. Wherever he went, people wanted to see what he was going to do next. And so here we have the master teacher and a captive Audience. It says in verse 2, he was teaching them many things in parables. Parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, look at verse 3, listen. Listen. Now, before I read the story, would you look at verse 9 as we think about how he says listen in verse 3. Look at verse 9. He finishes the story by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So this first of Jesus' parables begins with the word listen, and it ends with the admonition, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is really focusing in on how you hear the word of God. Now, I will make the point, really my main point this morning, that how you hear the word of God is a direct reflection of the kind of heart that you have. So what kind of heart do you have? Well, how do you hear the word of God? Jesus says, listen. And the story begins in verse 3. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. This was a well-trodden, 
hard dirt path. It'd be akin almost to a sidewalk around here. Not a place that one would think would be very hospitable to a seed sprouting and bearing fruit. But that's the first place the seed fell along the path. And birds came and they devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil. We might picture some dirt on the side of a small mountain. So, yeah, you see dirt, but you know there's a giant rock right up underneath it. Not a really great place to grow a crop. Verse 6 explains when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. And then there was other seed, verse 7 describes, which fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no grain. And so we could imagine this being like weeds taking over your flower bed to where you got no flowers left and only weeds. And here the weeds are thorns. And then verse 8 says, Other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain. Good soil bears fruit, produces grain. Growing up, increasing, yielding some instances 30-fold, even 60-fold even a hundredfold. And so this story, which began with Jesus saying, listen, it will now end with Jesus saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Brother, sister, how do you hear the word of God? When God's word comes to you, are you listening? Or are you bored? Are you somewhere else in your mind? Are you rebellious? Are you blind? Do you have a soft, impressionable heart before Jesus and his word? Or is your heart as hard as the sidewalk and that path upon which no seed would grow or bear fruit? Jesus here tells the parable of the sower. You've probably heard before, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And indeed, that's true. But even in the word itself and how it sounds, a parable, we're given a clue as to what this story is and how it's intended to function. A parable is a story that's parallel to something else. And so if you could imagine the earthly plane running along this way, and Jesus tells a heavenly story running along above it on another plane, right? And so if we have the ears to hear us here on the earthly plane, we can grasp what Jesus is getting at there in the heavenly plane. And where the Holy Spirit touches our hearts, aids us, and gives us understanding, we have ability to understand the deeper level at which Jesus is teaching. You know as well as I do that two different people can hear the same sermon, and one's heart will be pricked, eyes will be watery, chill bumps may touch down their spine, and they know God has touched my heart today. And, in, and just 10 feet away in the same pew, another, another person may hear the same sermon and just yawn their way through the service. What's the difference? The heart. The heart before God is the difference. I think that the soils represent our hearts before the Lord as we hear the word of God. Brothers and sisters, how we hear the word is so important. 
Many of you, as I look out across our sanctuary today, you have heard hundreds, if not thousands of sermons. It's so easy for them all just to run together. It's so easy to say, well, I'm here. I'm at church, and I hope the preacher does a good job, but I'm not expecting any radical occurrence today. I'm not expecting the heavenly plane to invade my life and touch my heart in some life-shaking way. Be careful how you hear the Word of God. It's a reflection of your heart. There's a paradox in the use of parables. Everyone listens, sure, but not everyone listens the same way. Some have ears to hear, others only have ears. And so before we share the rest of the sermon this morning, uh, I want you to ask yourself, how do I hear the Word of God? And you can answer it right now because you are hearing the Word of God right now. What is, what's my posture towards the Word as it's sounding forth in this sanctuary? What do I have on my mind? Do I have a humble disposition towards the Word of God today? Or is there some other posture which is preventing me from hearing Jesus well? What is Jesus getting at exactly with his use of parables? We'll, we'll discuss the actual elements of this parable in a moment, but I do want to take a minute or so and ask why the use of parables. And that leads us really to the second main point this morning. Jesus teaches the purpose of parables, the purpose of parables. Look at me at verse 10, right? So immediately following this story about the sower, the seed, and how I believe it conveys to us our heart before the Lord as we hear his word, look at verse 10 down to verse 12, and then we may pick up again um, in, uh, in just a moment. But uh, in verse 10, it says, And when he was alone, okay, so the scene has changed. Jesus was in a boat, and there was a human amphitheater surrounding him just there on the shore with every person hanging on to his words. And now he's alone, and only his closest disciples are with him. Notice what it says. When he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. Jesus, why the stories? Why so enigmatic? Why do you leave us to fill in the gaps of exactly what you're getting at? Why don't you just come on out and say it? And Jesus said in verse 11, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables. So that, and here he's quoting from an Old Testament prophet, for whom the quotation was true, but now it's fulfilled even to a greater extent in the ministry of Christ, says, So that they may indeed see but not perceive, and they may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? And then parenthetically, I would add, If not, how then will you understand all the parables? Jesus says that parables are used to convey the secret of the kingdom of God. Now, what's the secret? Now, I'm not Jesus. I'm not going to talk to you in a parable today. I'm going to come out and say the secret. What's the secret of the kingdom of God? Well, what's the answer to every question in Sunday school? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is the secret. The disciples knew this Jesus, he's not just some guru 
Right? He's not just an exceptional rabbi who's really good at teaching and who somehow is supernaturally attended by the power of God in, in signs and wonders and healing. No, Jesus was something more. Jesus, and here's the secret, Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one of old. Jesus is the anointed one, the one that for all eternity has been set aside. God the Father saying of the Son, one day, when the time is right, I'm going to send Jesus. You know how we talked about parables being a, a spiritual plane of a story offered on an earthly plane of understanding? Jesus is kind of like that, right? Jesus has forever lived in what we might call this morning the heavenly sphere. But on this day, Jesus is a man. Jesus' heavenly sphere has entered in. It has become flesh. And so now Jesus himself is almost as though the parable. Jesus has the heavenly meaning, but only a few seem to understand that. The same audience. And some walk away knowing Jesus is different. Jesus is the Messiah. While Others, having heard the same words, walk away upset, saying, who's this guy I think he is? Speaking with such authority, claiming things of himself that ought not to be claimed by anyone other than God. Jesus knew. His closest followers knew. God's plan to bring his own kingdom to the earth transpired in Jesus. And as Jesus used parables, he mirrors that uh, incoming of the kingdom of God, even in the way that he conveys his truth. When a person gets saved, they understand the secret. They're let in, so to speak, to the club. The Holy Spirit fills their heart and gives them not just ears, but ears to hear. The purpose of parables then, according to Mark chapter 4, is to divide hearers into two different groups. Those with a soft impressionable heart whose word God is truly reaching and those with a hard heart who are in real time experiencing a form of judgment, right? To hear the word to no effect is a form of judgment. You know, the Bible teaches that the word of God is like a two-edged sword and, and one of those edges is the edge of salvation, and so when we hear of Christ and his word, that edge cuts. It's effective, and the cut is a cut that we need. It's the cut that exposes sin and points us to a Savior. But the other edge of that sword is an edge of judgment. And so in the same room, at the same time, from the same word and the same sermon, one person may experience one sharp side of the double-edged sword of God unto salvation, while their neighbor, just one pew over, may only experience the other side, that sharp edge of judgment. Hearing the word of God can soften our hearts or harden our hearts. God, help us today as we hear the word. Some of you will leave this place with your heart softer than when you came in. Some of you, however, may leave and your heart will be harder than when you came in. Every time we hear the word of God, we are exposed to this double-edged 
sword. And let me tell you, friends, God's word always accomplishes what he set out to accomplish when he sent that word out. One pastor used these words of warning. He said, do not be cavalier in the hearing of God's word week after week. For if the word of God is not softening and saving and healing and bearing fruit, it's probably hardening and blinding and dulling. So listen, take care how you hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let me share with you this morning, finally, that Jesus translates the point for us here of the parable of the sower. So he's told the parable itself. He's given a little explanation as to the purpose of using those types of parables. Now let's just walk through, point for point, the elements of the parable and see what Jesus had in mind. Look at me at verse 13. Jesus said to his disciples, Do you not understand this parable, the parable of the sower and the seed? How then will you understand all the, par the parables? The sower sows the word. Right? That's the first element. It symbolizes the word of God as it goes out into the ears of mankind. And, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. Okay, The first type of heart who hears the word of God. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones, a second type, sown on the rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves. They endure for a while, but when tribulation or persecution arises on account of that word, immediately they fall away. And then there are others, a third type of heart, a third type of soil. These are the ones sown among thorns. The, they are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil, those sown there are the ones who hear the word, accept the word, and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. Friend, what kind of heart do you have today? Which soil are you? Right? This is not a hypothetical. For today, you have heard the word. Today, seed has been cast from this word into the soil of your heart. What kind of heart do you have? What will be the effect, the impression of this word on your life? I think there's four kinds of hearts that we can identify in this passage. The first is a hard heart, right? That's the, the sidewalk type of path. Dear friend, if you're here this morning and this word goes in one ear and out the other, your heart is hard. And the moment the seed falls, Satan has come and taken away what God gave to you to bear fruit. How will you hear the word today? How will you hear this word? So often in Jesus' encounters with people, there would be the poor, there would be the needy, 
and they would hear the word and they would just give all their heart to Jesus. And there also present would be people like the Pharisees or the scribes, the religious leaders. And we can always tell from their response, they had a hard heart. May that we have soft hearts today. The second type of heart I call a shallow heart. Like the shallow soil that's described in our passage where there's no root and so endurance does not occur, but when the first difficult thing pops up, they give it up. This is the shallow heart. That's somebody who likes the idea of hearing the word of God, who likes the thought of serving God, but as soon as it gets difficult, they just abandon ship. That is a shallow heart. The third type of heart, and I think this is one that affects many, many church-going persons today, is what I call a crowded heart. It's the seed that was sown among thorns. The seed was good. It appeared the soil was good. In fact, so good that there was a lot of other seed there that began to grow up and choke out the good seed that Christ had planted. Uh, I think that we would all agree we live in times today where we're just busy. You know what I mean? Just busy. And I understand. I understand. I think for most of us, the, the best thing we could imagine is, could I just have a day where I don't have anywhere to go? Anything to do? Because those, those days can seem very few and far in between with our busy, busy schedules. And here's the great warning I think churches need to hear today. Don't get so busy that the seed of God's word can't grow in your heart because you just got too much going on. Now, and I tell you that as a, a confession of, of someone else who, like you, is very busy. But let me tell you, if you don't have time in your life to read your Bible, you're too busy. And there are things in your daily schedule that are thorns and weeds that will choke out the word of God. If you don't have time in your life to cultivate a habit of prayer, listen, I'm not saying you got to kneel down from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. and keep a, a, a prayer record of everything that you utter in those hours. But if there's no time to slow down, stop everything else and say, you know what, I'm just going to think about God. I'm going to take my concerns to him. If you don't have time for that in your life, you are too busy. And you can't hear the word of God in your life like you need to. Let me make one other example. If you're too busy to be faithfully committed to your church's worship, you're too busy. And one day, you will look back. Your life will almost entirely be behind you. And you will have given so much of it to other things as you now look off and face eternity. Hear the word of God today with a good heart. Right? That's the last kind of heart. There was four hearts. You got the, you got the crowded heart. The last heart is the, the good heart. That's the person who hears the word of God, who accepts it, and then begins to bear fruit in their life. That's what we want to see. We want to see fruit. Listen, we don't plant seed for fun. 
We plant seed because we want to bear fruit. We want to gather together a harvest. How we respond to the Word of God is incredibly important and even habit-forming. Right? Every yes that we utter to God and His Word makes it a little easier for us to say yes next time. And conversely, every time we say no to the Lord and His Word, well, we're going to tend probably to say no again the next time. And each no makes it more likely that the next opportunity will be a no as well. Jesus would say in response to these parables to the one who has... More will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. I take that to mean, listen, your yeses make more yeses easier. Your noes make more noes probable. Be careful how you hear the word of God. I want to close today by sharing with you something that I find very, very comforting and very precious. It's a promise from God's word. As we talk about what kind of heart do we have, The prophet Ezekiel says these words in Ezekiel 36, a promise from a loving heavenly father to all who would hear the word of God, accept it and bear fruit. God's prophet said, I will give you a new heart. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Deke, my heart isn't quite right. How I hear the word of God is not how I want to hear the word of God. Claim this promise by faith today. God, give me a new heart. The Lord said through Ezekiel, I will remove your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. May your prayer today be, God, give me a new heart. If my heart is struggling, Lord, work on my heart. He can do it. He can do it and give you a new heart today. Let me invite you to bow with me as we go to the Lord in a time of invitation. How will you respond today to the word you have heard? Jesus said at the outset of this parable to listen. And he closed it with these words. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Brother, sister, how will you hear the word of God today? Father in heaven, we ask for your blessing now upon this time of response. Lord, may it be that our hearts have heard your word, that we accept it. And Lord, that it bears fruit to honor you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me invite you to stand.